G-R-I-T-S G-L-O-R-Y We back, we fresh. fresh Episode 28, gon' get you right Gotta help give you some insight At the same time, help get your mind right, right. And we all about to try, get your tribe right. right Wanna help you hustle, so we gotta grind right This right. whole episode is all about getting your grind tight. tight And I'm talking about that whole game Business is people, and people is business, man. So you gotta learn how to use those resources. Use your mental agility and your social forces to make moves move so you may end up in the Porsche or at least have a bigger portion of the freaking pie and you can still stay flying. You hear that beat? Yeah. That's what you get when you jam with our boy Jimmy. It's all about network. You know, Jimmy gave me this beat. That's what, what you get, get when you jam with our boy Jimmy. Yeah. Hey. Shout out to Jimmy. Yo, it's what you get I'm when you rich. jam with our boy EDA. Jimmy. But shout out yeah. to Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. This is what, what you get when you jam with our boy Jimmy. Now, some call him Jimmy, some call him James. James. If you know him well enough, use Jimmy as the name. name. See, if you didn't know him, you have to come tame. But once you know him well, you could talk to him with no shame. And that's a lesson on how you need to network. As far as I'm concerned, it's all about doing that work. Yeah. Not working hard, but working just smarter. And that's how you get at the game like the Carter. Remember the Carter in New Jack City? Go look it up. It's from old school references. Come get with me. But at the same time, we destroying the city. Well, well let me chill out and let Jimmy get busy. Uh. Hey. Yo, you hear that beat? Yo, that's what you get when you jam with our boy Jimmy. He's over here. Yo, he's over there. No, that's what you get when you jam with our boy Jimmy. Yo, yo, that's what you get when you jam with our boy Jimmy. Hey, you play no games. Yo, that's what you get when you jam with our boy Jimmy. This is episode 28 of the Grits and Glory podcast. Yes, indeed. And, uh, our focus today is helping you get on your networking game. So we got something smooth for you, and we just wanted to jam with Jimmy one time. We networked with Jimmy. Just one time. Jimmy said he wanted us to do something jazzy, so we we had to do it one time. Let that hook come one more time. Hey, hey, you hey. That beat, hey. This is what you get when you jam with our boy Jimmy. Yo, on the left, that's on the right. When you jam with our boy Jimmy, he's over here. Yo, he's over there. What? That's what you get when you jam with our boy Jimmy. Uh, 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 that's what you get when you jam with our boy Jimmy. All right, go on, <laughs> I'm a grown man now, but when I was a young boy, my father sat me down. He said, "Son, I'ma tell you like my father told me." As long as you got some grits, mm. you'll never go hungry. Never go hungry. This is the Grits and Glory Podcast, episode 28. Man, 28. Prepare to be fed. Uh, I wonder if uh, Jimmy had grits. Did, did, like, did, is, is Jimmy fed? Do we know? I mean, Jimmy couldn't, I mean, he, Jimmy couldn't have came up with something so soulful and funky. I agree. Without having some grits yeah, in his, in nah. his system. I think he was fed. You know, uh, he, that he, was that was that was nice. And some cornbread, cornbread <laughs> in there too. Some cornbread oh, yeah, and can't grits. Go wrong with yellow, that. like the coarse yellow grits. You know, mm. you know, we've never, we've never actually broken down the different types of grits out there. Hey, you know, I'm all, I'm all break it down. So break your, it down. You got your maize grits. You got maize. your yellow corn grits. Mm. You got your hominy grits. 
Man, it's like a... and then and then you know depending where you're at, they don't even call it grits. You have creamy polenta. Huh? Polenta is what is that like the Lexus of grits? That's what snooty people. No, that's <laughs> just grits for snooty people. Okay. When you pay when you pay pay uh eight ten dollars a plate for your grits. Oh man, that's polenta. Okay, that's polenta. So that's you know so that's how that's how they sell grits at the Fufu restaurant <laughs> without people realizing that they eat grits. grits. You know, Let's fix it, fix it with some polenta. Polenta, okay. Have a little with a side of polenta there. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> let's get oh, into it. Man. I am your host Juan Grits, uh, namesake of the Grits and Glory podcast here, and uh, also known as Aura Ricks, Ryan Ricks, the man with too many names. Um, and to my left here is the incomparable, oh, man. the impeccable, the deep <laughs> voice, the wisdom, the wise oak, the righteousness, the thinker, thinker. Let's go back to the thinker, thinker. Thinker, thinker. And my favorite, the Ghanaian Super Saiyan, <laughs> Mr. E.A. What's going on? What's going How on? You doing, sir? Oh, man. Living life. Living life. Living the dream. To, yeah, yeah. You know, pushing forward. That's beautiful. You know I mean? That's beautiful. So we got a two-man crew here tonight. And of course, big shout out, producer Matt is in the building, you know, making us making us sound good through your speakers and, and, and fact checking us so I don't come with dumb facts like, yeah. like vegan started in the 70s. <laughs> Veganism started in the 70s and the 80s. <laughs> fact checking us and keeping us honest. So um you know, we've we've covered a plethora of topics in the in the plat in the past few episodes, and we really talked about um, we talked about politics. In our last episode, we really talked about the money game, and we really went in went into detail as far as in America, you know, cash rules everything around me. You know, twenty mm-hmm. fifth anniversary of the Wu Tang. Enter the thirty six chambers album here. Enter the thirty six chambers. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, one of so, my favorite albums. So, um, you know, that 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 statement is timeless, and it and it fits so well here in America that cash rules everything around you. Like you, money, money is the ultimate resource, is the ultimate fuel, the ultimate juice uh, by which you can make things happen mm-hmm. here in this country. You know, open up your options and your opportunities. Right. So along those lines. We want to be able. We want to talk with you and give you some tools and some resources on how to network, because you know, um, in in this game, there's 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 been a saying, and it's it's so true. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Right. You know, it's who you know out here. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we'll 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 touch a little deeper into it uh, here and as we get into it. But I wanted to go into. We got to go into our regular segment. So I want to go into. Um, get some insight here. And um, first thing that I want to touch on is by the time, two things, current events here, by the time this episode comes out, um, a holiday will have passed. And that that is Father's Day. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think fathers get a fair a fair shake. A fair shake. <laughs> I don't think we get the father. Well, not we, because I'm not a father. But and neither am I. So the, fathers don't get the credit that they. So I want to just take a moment to acknowledge the fathers out there. 
and yes. um, you know acknowledge the importance of Father's Day uh, because you know I always start this podcast with a quote from my father, you know. So that's the first person to really give me wisdom and give me insight and teach me about networking mm-hmm. and about u- utilizing your resources, mm. you know. And it's very important that you you we have a role you have a role model or someone that you can look up to that kind of paves the way for you that gives you a model because when you're a kid you know there's things that you don't really think of yourself doing until you see someone actually that, doing that it. looks like you mm, true or that resembles right. you doing it right you know you think it you know you think that's another person or that's other people until you see someone that that's that you have some type of connection or relation to do it. And I think, you know, I think we love mothers and we, we want, you know, we want to honor and cherish our mothers and show a lot of love yeah. to fathers. But I feel That's like, should. I mean, to our mothers, but I feel like being a father is kind of like underrated or a thankless, maybe not a thankless job, but it's just not as celebrated as moms. Mother's Day. As mothers and moms. So Mother's Day and just the concept of being a father, you know, even when you take into account, you know, the way our court system is set up where, you know, usually if there's, if there, you know, I, I believe the, you know, you know, maybe Matt can check the stats for me. I believe Fact the majority check. of the, uh, I believe the majority of family structures here in America are not two-parent family structures. Mm. Um, and in most cases, it seems like the majority of the time, the mother ends up with custody of the children. That's what you hear. That's you know. That's what you hear. It, you know. I don't know. I guess like so. Get some fast check. Fast check. Yeah. Like, but I'm making a generalization. Yeah. But still, you know. I mean, that's what you. That's what you hear, and that's kind of what you see. That's what I see. You know. So that's what I would. That was what I would uh, guess as well. So it's like, so I think you know we have a thing where we kind of downplay the role of fathers mm. in, in, in raising their children. I have the stats if you want them. Let's hear them. Let's hear them. All right. So I just want to say for the record, as your fact checker, my speed at Googling shit has, <laughs> yes. in, has yes. increased <coughs> astronomically. I'm giving Jamie from the Joe was, Rogan yeah, podcast yeah, a that run was, for his money. That was really quick because I was expecting to, <laughs> I was expecting to buy another two to three minutes here. Nope. Not going to happen. Good nice. stuff. I got Good those stuff. stats way faster than That's you. That's why for. you're the PM. That's uh, why he's the <laughs> uh, 69% of children under the age of 18 live with two parents. Okay. Um, but parent is just defined as legal guardian here. So mm, okay. it can be a little bit looser. Um, 23% is the next category that live with a single mother. And then let's see here. This is where it gets weird. Um, yeah, but that's where we'll stay for right now. Can we, the rest of this is extremely confusing. Okay. Another challenge for you. Can we break it down by race? Can we get number one black culture podcast? I want to get my tribe right. I want to speak specifically to the African-American community. I'll be back from Google in a minute. Okay. Right. Sounds right. good. Please hold for this commercial break. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. No. We're just playing here. But, um, you know, something that I, I'll say from experience, growing up, there was a point in time, ah, man, this is wild to admit this, and there was a point in time 
where I felt um, embarrassed or a bit of like an outcast because I actually had a father in my life. Hmm. The, you know, a lot of my friends, a lot of my male friends that I grew up with, they had all of these deadbeat dad mm-hmm. sob stories right. and how, you know, how their dad wasn't around. And it made me, it made me uncomfortable because I felt guilty that I had my father. father. And not only did I have my father, I also had a stepfather. So I also fit under that legal guardian category. Mm-hmm. And I think, Matt, you ready? Uh, this this stat is actually like kind of terrifying. Um, seventy four point three percent of white children below eighteen live with both parents. Only thirty eight point seven percent of African American minors live with both parents. Wow, there it is. So two thirds do not live with both their mom and their dad. Wow, there it is. So that's that's why oh, that's man. why me that's why EA and I came in with the with the assumption and the generalization. Yeah, that and that's what we and I don't. You know, as I look at my peers that have children, I don't see that trend changing too much. Mm. Now, I do see, you know, I definitely would say, and again, it's another generalization, I'd say in the last 20 years, you know, fathers have become more active in their children's lives. Mm. But, you know, marriage is, I, I you mm. know, marriage is down. Yeah, right. You know, marriage is down. The, the the family unit is down, and now I'm, I'm just speaking specifically for black. So there are a lot of historical, you know, and we can get into systemic, you know, systemic reasons why right. that why that occurred. Mm-hmm. But again, it speaks back to my story, where it's like, you know, I was I was one, you know, I was one of the handful of kids in a two parent household, also, and one of a handful of kids who. Um, knew their dad and spent regular quality time with their biological father. Right. And so, it, it, you know, I almost, you know, I would almost wish that I had a story to make up that was negative about my father to try to fit in with my friends. Mm-hmm. No, I, I can, um, I can feel, I can feel that. I think my story is, it's not necessarily the same, but I, I can also, I can, um, feel you on that, that idea of kind of being embarrassed a little bit, you know. Um, now, now that I look back at it, it's like I really had no reason to be embarrassed. You know, it was more, uh, you know, look now was, I should have really been aware to, to get more knowledge mm-hmm. from my dad when I when I could. Um, you know, both you guys, you know, my parents are from Ghana, West Africa, Accra. And um, my father had me a little bit older in life you know, he had me when he was 43, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, you know, whereas I would see a lot of my friends with their younger fathers, you know, um, my father was older and he was always working, you know. And he used to, you know, just like your father told you, to, you know, about grits. You know, my father had two things he used to tell me all the time. Um, he used to say, you know, make hay while the sun still, still shines. And he also used to tell me, you know, take, you know, when an opportunity comes, take the opportunity because some opportunities come but once, and once they are gone, they're gone forever. Mm. And I never understood what that meant. I never really heeded him at that time because I was, you know, in high school or even middle school. I don't really, you know, I'm not trying to hear that. I just want to play like basketball and go out with my friends. And he always used to tell me, "Don't, don't be a follower, be a leader." And I'm always like, "Well, I just want to do what everybody else is doing." 
You know, I want to do what everybody else is doing, have fun and all that. Mm-hmm. It's not till I got to college and became, you know, I guess graduated and started seeing, I guess, what you would call the real world and how people are and, you know, what people are focusing on and who is going to be around, you know, and who is not going to be around, who says they're a friend. And who, not till I started seeing the bigger picture of life that I look back like, man, is, he knew what he was talking about. Yeah. He knew what he was talking about, you know. Um, and so as I... Uh, I guess, move through this thing we call life and become more mature and older and experiencing new things. You know, um, I take all those words now and I, I, I take it to heart and I try to move with that as I try to become the best human being I can be. Of course. Um, but, um, but yeah, I used to feel like, man, you know, I wish my dad was younger because all my friends' dads were younger. But I should... I, I was too young to really understand that he had a lot of wisdom in at that age as mm-hmm. well that, you know, maybe some of my other friends had, didn't necessarily have. Um, and then, you know, I'd say, like you, I had my mother in the house as well. So we had, we had that, that circle, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, of, a, of a family. So no, I totally, I totally feel you. And it's really sad, you know, seeing the, uh, the stats um, in regards to, in regards to the African-American community and, I may live with the the two the two parent household is is f- like falling apart. You know, I know you said you don't see it changing um, anytime soon. If it will change at all, why do you why do you say that? <coughs> I mean, it, so if there if there's been basically if there's a generation that has grown up without two parents, mm-hmm. how do they see the value of having two parents? of having two parents? Right. So, um, and if they never saw their two parents work, you know, figure work out their differences for the for the better of the children, mm-hmm. how do they learn how to work past their own differences for the better of the children? Mm, okay. You know, I think, um, man, we about to get deep. I think um, black women um, have to be incredibly strong. I agree. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of like this. If you're, you know, if, if you're a kid, if you're a kid that goes to school every day and you have to fight every day at school, right, mm-hmm. and then you get transferred to a different school where it's not as aggressive, mm-hmm. um, when someone is just joking with you or picking with you, you're ready to fight. Right, because you come from because you come from an environment where you constantly had to fight. Right, right, right. So if 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 the if the woman has had to, she's had to be the provider, be the nurturing parent, and be the disciplined parent, mm-hmm. be the head of the household. How does she? Has she, she's basically had to fight all this time when she gets into an environment when she's with a man, and he can start picking up that slack. How does she know to let let go, let go of that slack, and let let him do right. it? Yeah, right, right. No, that's and then what? What man is going to stick around with a woman that's constantly fighting him mm. for the role that he's supposed to to have or to have to and play? play? Right. No, that's man. Yeah, that's deep. That is kind of that's deep. deep. So just something to think about. One thing I want to point out, and we we love your feedback on this. Um, we move for those of that listen on Podbean, our our main. You know, our main hub is now Anchor FM. And the beauty of the Anchor app is that if you 
if you have the Anchor app and you and you log on and you find the Grits and Glory podcast, you find this episode. There's a button on the top right. It looks like a little text message icon. You can click on that button and you can leave us a voice recording. You can leave us a voice recording message, recorded message with your feedback. You know, if you have thoughts on this, please go to Anchor, hit us with a voice recording and let us know, you know, your thoughts. And we'll try to play it on the next episode. And if, if we can't play it on the next episode, we'll definitely address it and respond back to it. And of course, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, Grits and Glory, Grits and G on Twitter, uh, Grits and Glory Podcast with underscores in between on Instagram, the Grits and Glory Podcast on Facebook. So comment and let us know your thoughts. I mean, I didn't, didn't want to go all the way to this angle. Definitely need a black woman's perspective. Yeah. On this one, but that's um, something we can maybe, I guess, go back on. Yeah, and, and something to just depth. think about. Something to just think about and marinate. And kind of just to your point, I want to say that, you know, I always felt, you know, growing up, I felt that, you know, since I only saw my dad on the weekends and I saw my dad in the summers and stuff like that, I felt that my stepdad had a hot, a, a bigger impact on my life because he was in the house with me, mm-hmm. right? But kind of to the point that you made, you know, there's things about manhood and lessons that your father will bestow on you. Like speaking back even to that Wu-Tang, uh, to the Wu-Tang, there's that Wu-Tang documentary yeah, of right. Mikes and Men. Yeah. Did you see that? I, I haven't seen I it. And it. I feel it's so really bad because it's really good. to all my folks who know, I, back in the day, that Wu-Tang was my, that was my crew, man. I, yeah. I had everything. It's really good. So it's produced by Mass Appeal if you have a Showtime or you know somebody that hooks you up with the Showtime act, log in or something, Showtime Anytime or Showtime Now. Uh, it's a four-part series. One of the things they talk about early on, I think it was Master Killer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, talked about that he lived, you know, in a nice, a nicer neighborhood, mm-hmm. and then his father left, mm-hmm. and then he moved. And, and, and all of the members of the Wu-Tang kind of had the same type of story where their father wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And I think it was either, either Master Killer or Ghostface, you know, he said, you know, your father is your first superhero, you know, and that's and that's so true. So yeah. the one thing that I, you know, want to impress to women, young ladies, you know, you have children and you feel like, you know, whatever whatever happened in between you and and your, your, your child's father didn't work out or you feel you can do this on your own, your child doesn't need a father or, you know, just try try your best to put your pride aside and your feelings aside and make sure that that whatever it takes to keep your father the father in your children's lives because it's it's so crucial and it's so important and going back to the point that I was originally making is that there are things that I saw my father do personally and professionally that he he didn't have to give me any advice he didn't have to tell mm-hmm. me anything I just observed him grow mm-hmm. as a man and observed him evolve in, as a man and I can look and see now the man that I'm becoming mm. and the man that I have become just mm. as a result of experiencing and just watching being there, just watching, just watching him. Wow. You know, right. Just watching him grow with it. So something to think about. Um, so happy father's day. to all the happy fathers. father's day and don't, and mothers, you, we know the amazing job that you do. We know that you're amazing. Do not do some posts talking about I'm the, uh, I'm, father and mother on Father's Day or happy Father's Day to me 
or th- just don't take any shots. Don't just, you know, right. Celebrate the fathers. If there's no father to celebrate, just, <laughs> hey. just treat it like another day. This is on topic and off topic. During Mother's Day, I saw somebody, <laughs> I saw somebody post Happy Mother's Day to all the dads who are raising the kids and was like, you know, I know y'all working out out there. And at the end, they're like, yeah, I ain't shit. I was like, I, was like, <laughs> I said, I said, of course. <laughs> I saw that was the timing was, I mean, Petty. it was funny, but it was like, yeah. but it was like, damn. This, don't need, these are the actual decent holidays that we have. Let's let's save the pettiness yeah. on this. Let's let's hold back the pettiness on these holidays. But so let's get into our main topic: um, getting your grind right. One of the raw laws that we introduced last week is when there is no lane, make one. Make one. And another and another raw law is if it is useful, use it. Mm. We talked about that a few episodes ago. Yeah, but man. if it is useful, use it. So I want to just speak in general on networking. Uh, and again, we're the number one black culture podcast, and we <laughs> took this to you know to a black you know we're two black men, um, so we're gonna and we want to get our tribe right. We want to speak to our people, so I'm gonna right. I'm gonna angle some things specifically to black folks, uh, but you know these are these are concepts and ideas that could be applied to anyone, to anybody, right? To anyone, right? And so, EA, what, what what would you consider your definition of networking? What what would you say the definition oh, of networking man. is? Um, my network, my definition of networking for me personally is just really just um, is just just connecting or meeting people who I have never met. For me, that would be networking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not anything you know in regards to. It has no specific like I'm networking here or networking there. You can if you can do that if you want to, but just just networking is just connecting with people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And um and learning who they are, mm-hmm. now that's networking. Yeah, it's simple. You know, I I can you know if we want to go into the the whole idea of networking. My my ex- first experience with networking, um, I guess to my definition was at the University of Cincinnati, um, and it wasn't even on purpose. You know, um, I remember when I first got to UC. For those that know me, I was really shy and quiet. Mm-hmm. Um. Shout out to those folks who remember me from UC. Shout out to you. Shout out, shout out, Bear shout Cat, out to you. Bearcat Nation. But um, I was very quiet, and then I remember there was a, a program at UC's African American Culture and Research Center, and uh, there was an administrator there, and he said, you know, you know, we need to talk to each other. We need to, you know, we just need to be friendly to each other. And so when you walk around campus to speak, and so I actually took it to heart. I took literal. it. I took it very literally, and um, honestly, the next day I see people. I'll start, you know, waving and say hello, 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 hello. And now the way it works, you know, if you're in at a university or your college, most your schedule is pretty much the same all the time. So you're seeing the same people over and over again, and um, you know, you start recognizing faces, and you start, you know, people saying hello. People start saying hello back, and then all of a sudden. Maybe you see somebody at the library and you just say, hey, what's going on? And then that's it. Then it becomes a conversation. And that's how I met most of the people um, at UC. People say, you have, you know, all these people. But I really didn't, like, it wasn't really based off of, like, trying to network. Like, I'm going to network so I know everybody here. It was just just getting to know people just because they're people 
you know, and they have a, a different story and they have a different experience than, than I do, or they may have the same, but we'll find that out when we communicate. And that's how I started to, I guess, network myself there. And then I took that whole, that whole idea in every level, whether it be after college and work, working in the, uh, in the corporate workplace, the same thing. It's the same thing at, current, at my current place of employment now. Um, and it's been very beneficial to me, um, even in my, in my lowest. You know, I've had met people who I didn't know were very well connected in corporate America and connect me with jobs where I didn't have to go through the normal channels of things. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't based off of me looking for a job. It was just because we spoke to each other and they liked me. I liked them. Mm-hmm. They said, hey, this is a, this is a good person. Or, or in, ter- in their eyes, I'm a good person. I thought they were a good person. And they just happened to know other people to get me where I wanted to be. Right. So, you know, I know that was kind of a... No, that's, great. Story, that's, that- a good, that's a good story, and I agree. And that goes into what I want to talk about. I think the worst thing about networking mm-hmm. is the word network. Networking, right. Network. Yeah. is the idea that kind of says when... When I hear network, and I think when most people hear network, you get a visual of, you know, going somewhere with your suit on, or a suit or a business business yeah, gear business on, casual business casual gear on, your business card and your multiple business cards in your pocket, small talk, yeah, your a portfolio and your resume in your hand, ready to pass your resume around, ready to give a a, a eleven second elevator speech <laughs> about your skills, and a thirty second elevator speech about your skills and who you are. And right. all of that, and that's, I think that's what people are taught in these training, you know, trainings and corporate trainings and in school and things of that nature. But what networking really is, is what I like to call old school, making little friends, mm. making little friends, making little friends, making little friends. So, you know, if you, you know, if you go to the cookout, right, the cookout, you go, you go to the barbecue or the cookout for the holiday. Okay. And you got your, you got your, you got your friend with you now, but. Your family hasn't seen this friend okay. all the time. <laughs> you know, your family hasn't seen this friend all the time. Uh, uh, they don't know this friend. This isn't one of your closest friends that you go. And so what they go? They go, oh, that's your little friend? <laughs> that's your little friend? Which little means, friend. yeah, that's like, this is my friend, but you're not You're not like in the inner circle friend. Mm-hmm. But I like you. You like me. Right. We're going to get something out of this relationship, right. whatever it may be. Right. That's your little friend. Little friend. You should go into every uh, aspect of interactions with other people looking to make little friends. Mm. And it's just like people that like, hey, we connect on some level. Right. Or I, I, I like you or I like you. I like I get to know you on some level. Right. And then those are the connections that turn into real opportunities and real connections. Right. You know, with your closest, closest friends. Sometimes you're too close to them. They mm. know too much about you. You know too much about them. Right. They, they feel pressure. You feel pressure. They might be able to might not be able to put you in a great position or hook you up, or you might not be able to put them in a great position or hook you up. Or people might look sideways. You guys are too close. Mm. I don't know if I can, you know, put you two together or put you know put you in this position. Right. Right. When the idea of networking puts it in almost a selfish mode, where it's like. The concept of networking, where it's like I'm only befriending you for me for what I can get out right. of you, right? Or what I could possibly get out of you down the line, right? And then that doesn't create a genuine 
connection. Connection, right. It doesn't create a genuine little friend. Right. But if you're just friendly with someone, mm-hmm. then, you know, there will be a, gen, a genuine collect connection. And so, um, so one of the key things I want to talk about, because we're both in the, we're both, we're both seasoned in the corporate, in the corporate world. And what I, what, what I, what I <laughs> tend to see, you know, I think we, I think we could agree and maybe we can get Matt to pull some stats on this or not. Not, <laughs> not necessarily. We'll see. He's quick with the Google. We'll yeah. see. You know, again, black African-Americans do not make up a, a large portion of the corporate sector or the corporate America sector. Right. And it's not that we're not in the corporate America sector. It's just. We're not the we're majority. Not, right. You know, we're getting, right. we talked about this a few podcasts ago. We're 13% of the population as a whole. Right. So we're not going to be the majority pretty much anywhere. Right. But definitely in the corporate America, I would say, you know, black women are a minority. Mm-hmm. And then I would say black but males are like even. The minority. Minority. Yeah. They're a the minority minority. And then and black males are probably even smaller. I'm generalizing. I'm guessing. We'll see if, if Matt can pull anything. But if not. It's fr- lightning quick. Lightning so, quick. <laughs> you, so this is weird. Okay. All right. Okay. If All right. you want to give me a minute to do the math, I can give you real numbers. But you have to look at it this way: seventeen um, percent of white males work in corporate environments, mm-hmm. but white males vastly outnumber black males in this country. Mm-hmm. So seventeen percent of white males are in the office. Okay. Ten percent of black males are in the office. Okay. So ten percent of fourteen million versus, well, divided in half. Right. So ten percent of seven million. Mm-hmm. versus 17 percent uh, of 150 million right that's i mean yeah i mean it's like it's it's a drop in the bucket right it's not even close not right. even close we, do you know where black women fit yet no we'll give you a minute all right <laughs> he's on it he is on it i like it i like it he asked we're gonna do a lightning round and matt is the lightning round we just <laughs> you are the lightning round sir on the stats so um so what I have encountered and what I've noticed, so there is there's networking to get a job, mm-hmm. there's networking to get a resource, you know, to get a resource, and then there is networking within the job mm-hmm. to elevate and get higher within the job. Right. Or to elevate and get higher elsewhere. Right? Mm-hmm. And what I what I notice is that um black folks, we can get our foot in the door. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we struggle networking within the job. Right. We struggle networking within the corporate environment. Yeah, I, I, I can, uh, I can agree with that. Um, I think there is a, 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 well, it might be part of a reason to why I think that we struggle. Why is that? Networking. Yeah. What do you think? I think because of the, the numbers, how we are outnumbered in in the corporate setting as mm-hmm. black people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times, um, black folks, we, we, we feel like if we network or we stretch our arms out, uh, we might be, and this is, you know, this is what I've heard, you know, that we might be tap dancing, you mm-hmm. know, to try and make it to the another, you know, to another level. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants, everybody feels like we're, we're doing too much, doing too much, or we have to do too much to 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 get that raise or to you know get another position you know um and so i think nobody it's almost like a, it's a 
It can, I mean, it could be true. Sometimes you might, you know, they might actually really want you to tap dance. You're like, no, I'm not going to tap dance. You know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> literally you know? tap. They dance. might like, actually want you to tap dance and wear some white gloves. You know, but um, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, man, tan it out. But and but then you know, I think sometimes um, it, it it's not really the case. But because of how things have been for us, we feel like by doing that, we are we're we're doing too much. We it's they want us to to quote unquote dance and it's, it may not necessarily be that thing. And it might, that, that just working with them or going, whatever it be a, a network, a network, I guess I'll say, it's, that's what they call it, a networking event. Or it's like, everybody wants to meet at a, a pub or a bar or something, you know, and we, we don't necessarily want to do that because it's like, that's too much. I don't, I don't do that, but that might be the inside mm-hmm. to elevate to the next level in your career or in, in the, the particular division that you're in at your company or job or whatever it may be. Okay, stay right there. Matt has the stats on black women. Okay. There are, so I'm finding some discrepancy. Math is hard, apparently. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. when it comes to white-collar jobs, there are 25% more black women in white-collar jobs than black men. 25% more. That's believable. Okay. I believe that. I agree with that. Yeah. Yep, that feels right. Yeah. Sounds right, feels right. Okay. So going back to what EA you said, too much. Let's 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 touch on that topic, topic okay. that 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 uh, concept for a minute. All right. What is doing too much at the job? What is doing too much? Doing too much. It's like uh, I guess some people believe that you know um, they don't want to uh, a specific. I don't know. I'm trying to think of because spe- it, it can vary. You know, it can vary. Somebody could tell you, hey. Um, yo, can you can you run this up to the second floor for me? You know, and mm-hmm. somebody might think that's actually too much. Now that's a that's a just a concept. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're doing this for this person, this who might, might be white. You know, and you're like, well, I don't. You know, I have to run this upstairs. Or I have to run and get this person a, a coffee or something. You know, just so I can, you know, I can get a raise. You know, but no, I mean, it's just take the paper up, you know, it's just, that's it, mm-hmm. you know, but somebody might think that's too much. Another person would be like, well, okay, I'm just going to do it. It's nothing. It's just t- taking the paper to the second floor. Mm-hmm. So that one, it, it can, it can vary. I mean, I can say I play volleyball with an organization or I play volleyball with, with people at my job. Somebody will say that's too much. I like to play volleyball. So right. why can't I just go? And, and by just going and having a good time with people at my job. I, I'm networking or I'm connecting with my fellow associates from from work and they're getting to know me. I'm getting to know them on a different level, not necessarily just on on a working on, on you know, a, a corporate base, but like on a something else outside of work. Right. You know, what I mean, but somebody will say that's too much. So it's hard. To, it's that's that's to me. It's hard to define because that's relative to the to the person. OK, so now you I'm know? thinking on it. I think the numbers. The numbers discrepancy plays uh, plays a huge factor. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if if you know, again, I'm outnumbered significantly. We we are outnumbered significantly by white males and white females, mm-hmm. right? Then the things because there's cultural differences right. between blacks and whites, uh, the social things that white people may be into may not be the same social things 
that black folks are into. Right, in general. Right. right. And usually when you when you are, you know, when you do social things, you want to connect with people that are in your natural comfort zone. In your natural, you know, your natural comfort zone. Right. So um so I assume if you're so outnumbered at work, you go to work and you go home and then you have a separate social group that you do your social things with. So when something from work comes up that could be social, that almost feels like extra mm-hmm. or a chore or something that you're taking away from your social time with your social group that you're most comfortable with. Right. But right. what I would challenge you, what I would challenge you to see is that that is the especially internal, that is the key networking time. Mm. That is the most important right. networking time. Is yep. when is when you socialize with your coworkers. Right. You know, whether it's a volleyball game, whether it's a happy hour. If you don't drink, you just go to happy hour and get a get a pop of Soli, right. Shirley Temple or water. Yeah. And just hang out. But it's it's those times that you build the connection. You you become little friends. You become more than coworkers. Right. And associates. Right. And become little friends. Because now you get to see a side of your coworker outside of just work. Right. And you can also see I mean, I don't mean to cut you off, yeah. but you can also see how they are, you know, on on, on whether it be good or bad, you can mm-hmm. see their just their overall demeanor, you know, and personality right. outside of the of the workplace. Right. You know, gauge. And then you say, Well, I don't I don't know if I could relate. You know, we we don't listen to the same music, mm-hmm. we don't wear the same type of clothes, you know, we don't have the same type of hobbies. Right. So what? Do, so how do you how do you carry a conversation with someone, or make a connection with someone that you don't relate to? Right. You ask questions. Ask questions. Ask questions. Right. Ask them. Everyone loves talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. So you go somewhere and you, you you get inquisitive. You ask them about themselves, and what you'll learn you'll find something that you have in common. You'll find something that you connect on. Right. So I, I'll give an example. You know, when my company. Uh, there's a, a a British gentleman walking around my floor, you know, smooth talker. Everybody loves that that <laughs> accent and just uh, smooth talking. And you know, I just stopped him one time, and this wasn't this wasn't like a strategic networking thing. This was just me being curious and honest. And I said, "Hey, man, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm in my mid to late thirties, and uh, I don't know the difference between England." Great Britain and the United Kingdom. <laughs> Can you break it down for me? You know, just break it down for me. And he's like, sure, mate. And like grabs a marker and breaks breaks everything down that, hey, England is is the country, but the United mm-hmm. Kingdom and Great... I believe United Kingdom and Great Britain are the same. Right, Matt? Okay, thank you, Matt. The United Kingdom <laughs> and Great Britain are the same, but, you know, Great Britain consists of um, England... Scott, Scott, Wales, Scotland, Scotland and Wales and Northern Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. So all of those countries combined are the United Kingdom. The United United Kingdom. Here's and, a and, I don't mean to cut you off. Yes. Do you know that if you put all the flags together, you get the Union Jack? Have what, you ever seen that? When you take all the individual flags for the different places, those places mm-hmm. you put them together, then you get the big Union Jack. Anyway. What, what is Union Jack? That's the, the, the Great flag. Britain one, the blue, white, and red. Yeah. Blue, or, yeah, because yeah. it has the, yeah, right, has anyway. them all together. So, so, random fun fact about, like, Britishness. Mm-hmm. So then there's a question, like, when is somebody British versus Scottish? Mm-hmm. 
So this is something fun that I learned from someone from the same kind of conversation. He said that if you are from a part of the United Kingdom and you do something amazing, the entire kingdom will, oh, he's British. He's British, yep. But if you do something stupid and you're Scottish, they're like, oh, no, he's not British. He's Scottish. He's Scottish, He's, yeah. not, he's yeah. not part um, of the kingdom. Yeah. And, and, and my guy, that was my guy told me that if you say you're English, if you're from England, you say you're English, you're just being a jerk because you're supposed to say British mm. and, and invite everyone else in. Gotcha. And so, you know, so that's, so, you know, so, and that sparked an entire conversation. He started inquiring about me. I got to get to know him. And, you know, that led to, you know, that led to an additional job opportunity and a possible promotion for me. Mm. Just being inquisitive to even say, hey, I don't know, you know, I had somebody stop me. Hey, I, hey, I don't, I don't have a lot of. You know, I've, I haven't been around a lot of a lot of people of color. Do I say African American? Do I say black? And then I'm like, okay, I, you know, I told you. Just gonna put me on blast like this? Was that you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Quick rule of thumb: We covered this. I think about episode 16, episode yeah, 17. We did. For for white people, if you want to be safe, you always say African American. But we actually like black. We prefer black. But it's how you pronounce it. Make sure the B and the L are together very tight. Because <laughs> if there's space between the B and the L, it sounds offensive. So if I, somebody said like, black, <laughs> would that be offensive? Said, oh, black is good. I like black is good. But it's like this. If, <laughs> you went kind of big shack with it. <laughs> yeah. If you go, if you go, if you go like, you know, I, I was hanging out with this, I was hanging out with this black guy and such and so, such and so. We, okay. That's it's good. Simple, yeah. It's like, yeah. But if it's like, yeah, and so I saw Susie over there talking to that black guy. Right. That's a problem. Now I feel right. like that like, sounds dirty. I don't right. like it. I don't like it. So to be safe, just in case you got a twang or something like that, just say African American. You can't go wrong. You know what I mean? Mm. So, um, but just small small talk. Sports. Everyone connects over sports. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has families. Everyone likes talking about their kids. Everyone usually loves pets. But again, don't fake it if you don't have a genuine connection with this person or you don't really want to talk to this person. But challenge yourself. Step out of your comfort zone right. to go to these things and go to these events. Another another story I'll tell you. And, and like the best networking, if you will, the best connection to make is not at something that's titled a networking right. event. I agree. It's that casual yep. opportunity. Hey, a group of us are all going to go get pizza after work. Group of us are going to go here, eat here. Group of us are going to go get drinks here. Hey, we always go do this trivia night here, this karaoke here. You know, hey, a bunch of us are going to lunch here. Right. You know, when if someone invites you, excuse me, just just go. Even if you even if you're out of your comfort zone, you feel like you're not going to connect, just go. Right. Just go and ask questions and you'll and you'll make that connection. Right. You know, be, I, be I, open. Yep, I'll tell another story. I had it you know, I had a job where I was doing well. I was doing well in the job, and I got a, I had a new manager, and the new manager took over, and uh, he invited everyone to his house for a party, and um, I didn't want to go, mm. and I didn't see the purpose of going. I'm like, man, I spend forty plus hours a week with all of y'all. I don't want to give up my Friday, Saturday night to go to your house and drink with you and fake it or what have you. So I just didn't go, right? And, you know, he never told, he never outright said it. But he asked, like, well, hey, what happened? Why you didn't come to the party? And I was just like, oh, something came up. I just 
I got busy. I didn't even, I don't think I even I had a real excuse. Was, I just, it, was it too much? Huh? Was it too much at the time? I guess at the time it was too, too much. much. I thought it was too much. Mm. And um, you know, we had a rough, it took us about a year to get on the same page. Mm. And every time we would have a one-on-one, he would say, you know, Ryan, I know you I know you think I don't like you, but I really substance. <laughs> I know you think I don't like you. You know, so you know, I give somebody else that parallel. If you run into somebody and, they, and they, every time they say they're like, they see you, they're like, I know you think, I know you think, I know you think I'm trying to bang your wife, wow. but I'm really not trying. To, wow. After about the third or fourth time, you're gonna be Shit. like, this motherfucker trying to bang my wife. Yeah, keep on talking. Right. So he didn't. You know, he felt offended. He felt hurt that I didn't want to. And some people need that. You know, again, when you're all in the majority at work, the, the line between social. And and work is is very blurred. Right. You see your coworkers as family, and you hang out with them and and friends. And and when you're in the minority and you're kind of a, a marginalized group, you have your separate groups right. that you keep separate. So you don't see the need to blend with your coworkers socially. Mm-hmm. But the benefits of blending with your coworkers socially are so invaluable. You know, there's a another guy that we didn't work together in the same department. But he, we worked on the same floor. He'd come down my aisle, and we'd shoot the breeze about music. We'd shoot the breeze about sports. And a lot of other people didn't like the guy. They thought he was kind of annoying and thought, you know, he was loud and so on and so forth. And um, I always like that. I, I like this guy's cool. I like this guy. This guy's fun, mm-hmm. you know. I, I, and I didn't think much of it. And he left the company. I didn't think much of it. The next time I went to get hired at another company, he ended. I found out this years later. He ended up being the deciding factor on how I got hired. Wow! Someone they were deciding between me and someone else, and they were like, "Hey, didn't you used to work with Ron?" And he's like, "Yes." And he started saying all the good things about working with me, and that was the deciding factor hmm. on me getting hired. And I had no idea. Right. But if I if I had a, if I thought it was too much to hang out with him and shoot the breeze about some sports or some music at lunch. I may have missed out on that opportunity, hmm. you know. So, yeah. and and here's another question, and that's why I asked the question on too too, too much. What is too much when it comes to your success? Mm. What is too much when it comes to your livelihood? Mm. Okay, See, you yeah. spend the majority of your time at your job, building your livelihood, right? Paying your bills, you know. Setting a found if you want to own a business, start a business. Setting the found the financial foundation of stability to launch your business. Right. Learning the skill sets and the resources that you're going to take into your own business. Your job has a pivotal part of your life. It's a crucial part of your life. You spend more time than there, any there than anywhere else. Yeah, that's right. No. What is too much when it comes to you getting everything that you want to get out of that job? Right. Because that job is going to get everything it wants to get out of you. It will, yeah. You know, I saw a post. Shout out to the uh, the Beaconess posted this. It was kind of deep, a little morbid, but it's real. And the, and the, and the statement was, it was a post that said, if you die today, your position will be posted tomorrow. Mm. Wow. I mean, truth. 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 I've seen it. So why not get the most that you can out of that, you never know. Going to that one 
party, that one party, that one happy hour, that one volleyball game, that one lunch, that one little trip to Top Golf or what have you, that may do more for your career than putting in an extra five, ten hours at work a week. Right. Just going and making that individual connection could yield one time or two times could yield way stronger results right. than working your butt off, you know, following to, following protocol to to, to to climb up the ladder. Right. No, that's true. Yeah, you settle for the ladder when you can. You probably even jump higher than that. Yeah, you can warp. Yeah. You know, like right. like Mario, you can skip. Go bigger, bigger, bigger. Yeah, run across, <laughs> run across the top of the level and find find warp zone and warp up right. six, seven levels instead of fighting your way through the basic level, the basic level. So that's where we really wanted to hit you with the uh, importance of uh, of uh, networking. You know, the raw laws associated with that are, you know, when there are no lanes, make one. Make a lane. So if you don't, you want to move into this department, you don't know how to get into this department, but you know, you know that someone in that department always hangs out at this certain place or they always invite you to go eat here or get drinks there, go there, get to know that person. Right. Now you have that relationship, you have an in in that department. Be open minded. Yeah. Be open to receive that because yes. you could say, Oh, I wanna get I wanna get this new position. I wanna get here and here. But if you're not open minded mm-hmm. to the people that would be that would like have that opportunity for you, then you're just gonna, you know, you're just gonna miss it. Mm-hmm. Because you're not you're not even going to be willing to accept it, yep. close minded, you yep. know. Yep. And I think that's the case with a lot of people, yep. you know. So I mean, I think I think we I think we uh, I think we knocked this one out the box, um, right at right at about time. We got a super long bonus freestyle for you. We were messing around with uh, <laughs> that's what you get when you're messing with our boy our Jimmy. Boy Jimmy, man. Shout out to Jimmy. I'm so glad I networked with Jimmy to give me that yeah. fire beat, jazzy beat. <laughs> and um, man, big shout out to producer Matt. You know, I would, Thanks for the if facts. it weren't for networking here, I wouldn't have producer Matt on the boards here hitting us hitting us with all these great facts. Google fast, faster than Jamie. Jamie sucks. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Joe Rogan's on a lot of drugs. That shout guy has out. to look up a yeah. lot of crazy shout shit. Out, shout really out to fast. Joe Rogan in the, in the podcast. <laughs> but we are the number one black culture podcast. Grits and Glory is the pod. Every time you listen to us, prepare to be fed. And I am Juan Grits. And I want to pass it to EA. He's going to leave you with our closing remark. Our people, peoples, keep on striving and become the best people you can be. Be The the best best human beings you can be. That's where we out. Peace. Our boy, Jimmy. Shout out to Jimmy. (laughs) Our boy, Jimmy. Shout out to Jimmy. Our boy, Jimmy. I rock on every beat that it give me mm. Feeling like ODB Singing shimmy 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 ya shimmy duh When we coming we gotta give you enough And it's rough, rough. and tough Don't rough. scuffle duh. Got the game bagged up like a duffel Grits and glory and we teach you how to hustle Play hustle. it mm. yeah. This yeah. is what you give a with my boy Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> This is what you get when you jam with our boy Jimmy. This is what you get when you jam with our boy Jimmy. Uh.
is what you get when you jam with our boy Jimmy. Shimmy, shimmy, Coco Bop, Jimmy, shimmy, y'all. Title of you, take a puff, pass it to me now. This ain't Nelly, I spit it straight from the belly. That's the diaphragm. Ain't nothing y'all singers can tell me. I got them good vocals, some straight going local. At the same time, I'm international, not local. That's local with a Odin with an AL. I keep it fresh, grits and glory, never stay L. And I never ever will take L's. If I have to take a L, it'll be episode 23 when we talked about Nipsey. And we told you how to take a loss and hit it swiftly. Yes. <laughs> yo, yo, this what you get when you jam with a boy Jimmy. This what you get when you jam with a boy Jimmy. Yo, this what you get when you jam with a boy Jimmy. Yeah, that, that's what you get when you jam with a boy Jimmy. Very jazzy, very smooth. Jamming with Jimmy, that's what we do. Yes. Oh, this is just a run through. This is not the intro freestyle. This is a bonus for you. Because I really like this beat. Nice. And I don't have to. I don't want to say skeet, but that's what <laughs> came to my mind. At the same time, I just hey. stay really divine. Yes. Hey. A oh. nicer beat you won't find. That's what you get when you jam with our boy Jimmy. They want to know who Jimmy is. This is what you get when you jam with our boy Jimmy. Matter of fact, don't call him Jimmy, just call him James. I don't really have to call nobody crazy names. I used to be a young man just chasing dames. Now I'm shooting for my goal, focused on my own aim. At the same time, I'm a wild man, never tame. We destroy all these podcasts, make them sound lame. Grits and Glory, episode 28, and it's great. Our boy Jimmy keeping the whole game straight. This is what straight. you get when you hang with our boy James. James. Call him James. <laughs> all right, all right. Throw that one to the back. And we'll we'll start it. We'll start it over. <laughs>